Mood.tv What other stories you got? Well, so after the lady died in the pizza restaurant. <laughs> pizza restaurant? You don't say pizzeria? It's a restaurant that serves pizza. It's not really a pizzeria. <laughs> What's the difference? This feels like a diner, <laughs> and there's a bar where you can get alcohol. So it doesn't feel like a pizzeria. All right, a pizza restaurant. So then after this lady died in there, we were just coming up with clever little little things. And let's see. I mean, I'm sure you could come up with one. I'll give you an example of, like, I'd die for that pizza. Okay. Do you, do you have any ones that were better? These meatballs will take your breath away. <laughs> okay. You guys, you come on. You can come on. No, I don't think I have any. You can give me. Come on. No, it just seems wrong. <laughs> just seems wrong to me. I, hey, you know, you gotta, you gotta joke about these. The life is twisted. I would never make fun of the dead. <laughs> so is that person getting put away? Has there any been any follow-up on that? Well, so... As I had mentioned, this woman choked to death and her daughter said, do not resuscitate during the choking. Right. Before the need for so, resuscitation. So not even do not resuscitate. No suscitate. Do not suscitate. Right. No suscitation. But no, I mean, it's fine. Again, like uh, the ambulance shows up. There's no cops in there. Nobody's like the lady choked in the pizzeria. The police didn't come and like <laughs> try to decide if it was a wrongful death or something. So is it illegal to not help a choking victim? I think it is. But what if you don't know how to help a choking victim? That's the thing. I think if you do know how, then you have to, because there's those good Samaritan laws. But then again, if you, as we were saying before, you hear like, Oh, they got sued because they hurt you while they were trying to suscitate. So I, I don't really know the facts on that. Yeah. This is what's interesting to me. Let me, in this scenario, I'm going to describe a scenario. You and I are out to dinner, right? And you start choking furiously. And I don't know how to help you. I don't know how to do anything about it. But I also don't get up from eating my meal. Like you don't alert anybody. You are just... I, I keep eating. I just keep eating because I don't know how to help you. And it's, it seems like a personal problem. And so I just eat. Do I go to jail for that? I could see... You possibly for negligence of some sort if I'm like, if like you pay and everything and you're just like, you leave a good tip and then the waiter's like, is he dead? And you're like, oh yeah, he was choking before. Right. Maybe in that case, based off of no evidence and I have no, I mean, just guessing here. I mean, I could see possibly you getting in trouble for something in that way, right? So yeah, I wonder, that, like, that fascinates me. Like, can I go, can I full on go to jail for not being all rah-rah about helping somebody in need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th I think I think certain places, yeah. I would get Good Samaritan Laws, the last episode of Seinfeld. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that's that's true. But I, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see how people actually get persecuted on Good Samaritan because of all the things that are vague, that seems like the most subjective thing. Absolutely. And especially now with the stand your ground laws and everything else and the do not sue laws and this and that, it seems like... Wait, what's the stand your ground law? If you feel threatened, you can shoot someone. Like, period. Oh, right, right. oh yeah, yeah, that was just like last week, right? Uh, well, I mean, the Trayvon Martin thing in Florida, but that happens all the time in Florida. Oh, I feel like it was just in the news. I mean, yeah, I'm sure it was just in the news, like a big, a big thing. I don't doubt it. Yeah. Uh, so if you feel threatened, you're good. You can just protect yourself. Yeah, just willy-nilly. Yeah. Fascinating. Fascinating. Well, 
this let me ask you a question the podcast as you can surmise greg a man not with us tending to the baby once again so i'm here with producer ej5000 hi everybody and me host anthony i'm back we're back baby (laughs) and we got another question and the question is this if somebody, if you're on the subway, right, and somebody asks if they can have your seat, do you give it to them? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can ask all the follow-ups you want. I don't want to assume, but what do they look like? Well, I mean, who would you not give your seat to? I probably would give my seat to most people, depending on how they asked. I wouldn't want to feel threatened. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm usually a stander anyway. Not all the time. Of course, if it's like an empty train, I'll, I'll probably sit. But I have a backpack, and it's heavy, so sometimes I'll just choose to stand. But, like, uh, you know, the younger, the more I would question it for sure. Okay, but if it is a younger person, would you question them? I would have to size them up by judging that book by its cover. Are they sweating? Do they look hungry? Clean or dirty? Are they covered in poop? Lots of questions would go into this. Okay. Well, let's, well, and let's... how they asked. Are they earnest? Are they, like... <laughs> Can I please sit? Or like, let me sit. No, no, no. They just they just say, they say, may I have your seat? If they were to ask me right now, I'd size them up. Again, what do they look like? Boy, girl, what age? Well, I'm just wondering who you would not give your seat to specifically. Someone who's aggressive, who looks like they're just being a jerk and don't really need the seat. But there's not, they're not, this is not an aggressive situation. I'm, it's just, it's just, may I have your seat and... I'm just like, would you ask people like, who would you, who would you start inquiring and who would you just get up for? Like you would start, would you inquire if somebody like didn't look like they needed a seat? And what does that mean to you? I think like 60 or over man or women in most cases, given the seat, more leniencies for women because I'm a chauvinist and a gentleman. Well, let's not go crazy. The men, it would depend because there can be old Men that are just, like, grumpy, and I wouldn't want to give him my seat. But you said he's not grumpy, but they could look grumpy. Would you say no? I would say, why? So you'd get in there. I don't know if I would, though. First of all, what really sucks about this scenario is that the second they ask you for your seat, and instead of just getting up, you decide to inquire about why they want your seat, everybody else on the train is not going to like you. That's not, I mean, depends on the person. On on the person asking? Yeah. I think it depends on the person. I feel like it was like a 90-year-old woman, and, and I was like, why? Then, yeah, everybody's going to hate me. No, I but just, it, no, but I feel like the exact opposite, too. If it's somebody that looks like, if it's somebody that looks as though there's no reason that they shouldn't be, that they should be sitting, I think everybody's not going to like you either because it's going to start, it might start something. Ah, they're like, just chill it out. Right. Ah, I I think not liking you is extreme though, because I know there's like times where there's an aggro person on a train and everybody is like fearful, but they're also hoping that somebody confronts this person. And I know you said this person's not aggro. I mean, that's certainly a scenario too. I mean, they might totally agree with you. I feel like most people on the train, especially if it, it is like somebody that's being douchey and asking for the seat, I feel like most people on the train would probably agree with you and not like you. Like, for instance, I was riding the train like a couple months ago, and somebody was playing one of those stupid video games like Candy Crush on their phone, volume on, no headphones, right? Nice. And this woman asked 
if he could turn the volume down. And he was like, no. And like immediately there was a tussle between them that was verbal and lasted like 15 minutes. And it was awful. And so I feel like the second that you start something like that, you run the risk of creating that scenario. And then nobody likes you anyways, even though you're doing the right thing and everybody agrees. They agree and don't like you. I agree. People might not like me. And you know what? That's all right. I'm not worried about that because I do the right thing. <laughs> but that's not the right thing if people don't like you. Nah, that's not true. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, see, now that's a more interesting question. Is doing something that is putting other people out, like collectively, like they might all collectively feel put out by you. People are going to like you, like you said, on the subway, no matter what. But it's tough to know, like, since the person's not being aggro. Right. Y- it's really up to me to decide that's right. if this person deserves it. Yeah, the ball's in your court, which is actually the worst part of it. That's what sucks. And I think that I don't necessarily have to ask, like, why they want it if I don't want them to have it. Because so much of it does pivot on me in that moment, too. Because, like, am I fully charged? I'm, like, like super awake, or is this the end of a long day where, like, I need to sit? Uh, right. That's a, that's a fair question. Let's say in this in this scenario, you're, you are tired. So I'm tired. I'm very, I'm probably a little cranky. The commute's rough. Long commute. And this like 23-year-old, six-foot-tall, white surfer dude listening to Tame Impala, which I like, but this guy's a douche. And he's like, yeah, bruh, why don't you let me have your seat? No, but, but, but remember, ask very politely, may I have your seat? It's been polite. May I have your seat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm going to say, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, I'm really tired, and it's going to be a no, brah. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be it. You would have the gumption to do that. There's, there's so many variables, so of course we right, just got to like go for some. I think there are certain scenarios where I would feel comfortable being like, no, and I would be polite too. I wouldn't be like that guy, Candy Crush guy, where I'm like, fuck you, I'm not giving you my seat, but i just be like, um, I'm sorry, I, I can't. Ah. <laughs> uh. That's so rough. But very few scenarios, you know, like I, I, I would give my seat up for probably 90% of people. There's probably just like 10% of people where I would just be like, no, I'm not giving you my seat. And I might even say it just how I said it because that came out naturally. Or just be like, no, I'm not giving you my seat. <laughs> mm. All right. Yeah, I think, I think so. You know, I don't have reasons other than just like, like I said, just the ones I've said. So you would just say no. You wouldn't inquire... Like, why they need the seat. I think my brain would do that. My eyes would do that. I would I would size a person up. And then if, it like, if my brain first went to, what? Then it would be like, no. Why would I? No. Hmm. If I sized them up and I was like, could find any reason. You know, like, young kid or kind of old lady. Person looks really tired. Person has a lot of bags. Right. Person looks crazy. Right, and sure. Might do something crazy to me. Yeah, like those things. Like there's just not, um, you know, none of them meet that criteria. It's so it's like it's just somebody that you think wouldn't need a seat. Yeah, then in that case, I'd probably be like, nah, no, nah, I'm good. We're cool. Mm, good on you. Yeah, I think so. But also, again, tons of other fair uh, uh, variables. I would look around to see, like, if it's all, if it's like me and a hundred ninety-year-old women sitting, <laughs> and there's nobody else. Yes. Because, you know, someone's got to give up their seat because that person's going to go ask for somebody else's seat. And I don't want to create conflict for all these other people, of course. Oh, see, but you wouldn't think about that with uh, anything other than 90-year-old people. Well, I'm just saying, if I looked around and there was, like, 
it, it seemed like nobody else would be capable of giving up the seat. Right. And it was going to be that conflict or something. If that was a possibility, that's just another variable to throw into the mix. Like, you know, if there's like a bunch of young kids, like high school kids, and this person came up to me and asked, that I'd definitely be like, no, go ask the high school kids. Like, no, I'm not getting up. I wonder how many you would have to ask on average to get a seat. Like if you just went down the line in every subway car and asked somebody for their seat, you personally, I wonder yeah, how many yeah. you'd have to ask before you got a seat every, any day. And just asking as polite as I can. Super polite. But not manipulatively, just like blankly polite. Not like trying to, yeah. I, I, I'm curious about that too. Yeah. Because I think I could, I could put it on and probably get it probably like put it on what do you mean like act like you, you can't stand like you have, you're like uh like disabled or something or or something like just be like oh can i please have that seat i just you know you know just yeah put it on thicker than needed you know add <laughs> what, some what would you do uh, what would i what do? does that mean like you gonna walk around like igor i wouldn't i wouldn't fake an injury or anything okay but how would you put it on then i mean if i was trying to get the seat then i might like if this is a, if you're like betting me money or something then yeah i'll do i'll do some crazy like, shit would you talk funny like how how would you put it on i'll fake a limp i'll go in there all wall-eyed oh you would you would fake a limp oh i'll fake two limps <laughs> crutches cane okay that's how you would do it i mean if i if if, if you're like you need to get a seat or you will die right right yeah, yeah okay but in a scenario where you just walk on, you're just being you, and you say, may I have your seat to everybody on the train? I wonder how long it would take to get one any given day. Like the average. Again, so many, so many factors. It depends on who's on that train. Right. I mean, definitely yeah. always busy subway cars. That's a big yeah. thing here. It's like it's got to be it's got to be like the seats are all taken. You know, yeah, is it the high school kids? Is it the old kids? Are we talking about tourists? I think tourists would probably be more apt to give up their seat because they don't know about the bullshit on the subway. Yeah, it could be because they're just like, oh, well, you you must need the seat. Even with like one person, even if there's just one Italian guy on the train and you asked for his seat, you think he'd get up? I want his seat. Yeah, I want that seat. I don't say, can I have your seat? I say, can I have your seat? So, that's like when somebody's <laughs> taking a dump in a restroom where there's lots of stalls, and you bang on, you keep banging on their door. I had an interesting dump story that has nothing to do with this today. So, like, just hit me this morning. I was at work, and I was like, now's the time. I tried to put it off because I had some things that, like, I was doing some rendering of things, and so, like, I knew that if I could render it, then I'd have time, but it didn't matter. Now's the time. So I go to the bathroom, and the setup is two urinals, sink, two stalls, okay? Mm -hmm. So I go in, and a guy is fixing one of the urinals. Interesting. Urinal's broken. Yeah. Another guy, and I was like, I got to go. Like, what am I going to do? Like, not go, have to go. So I go to do my thing, and the guy's like, fuck, shit's tight. Saying all this stuff that I wish I was recording because it sounded overtly sexual. And you were blasting it out your ass. It was not a great one. Yeah, and it was it did, was smelly. Did you apologize? No, because I was like, well, so somebody comes in right after I get in the seat. Somebody comes in and is like, is that urinal working? And the guy's like, yeah. So guy's peeing, talking to the guy fixing the other urinal. They're just like shooting the shit like nothing's happening. Guy's dick is out. He's peeing. The other guy's like, this shit's tight. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, I'm in the bathroom, like, what the, f I'm, I'm shitting, and I'm like, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel right now. So I just, you know, I went on my phone, looked at Reddit, was looking at memes and shit, and just, like, pretended that nobody else was in there, and that my shit wasn't stinking up this entire small little room. <laughs> so thankfully, because, like, he knew I went in there, but I was just waiting for that awkward, I gotta come out of here eventually, and I'm gonna have to, like, say something. Yeah. Because, again, there's only, and, and... 
beyond the bathroom, there's only like five people in my building. So it's like, I'm going to see these people. Right. Thankfully, the guy's phone started going off. He's like a maintenance guy. He's not part of the regular crew. He left. So I was able to flush, wash hands, and scamper back to my desk without having to run into anybody. <laughs> yeah, that's the best when that happens. Like when you have to wait it out, you have to ride out the storm until they leave. Yeah, and it was like, it was serendipitous. It wasn't like I was waiting it out too much. You know, it was kind of like nature versus nurture. It kind of worked out with the timing good. You ever taken a, a giant shit when it's just you and the bathroom attendant? Oh, I, no, I don't think so. It's weird. <laughs> it's a little weird because you know it's just you two. And he knows because he's that's his job. It's his job to know. Bathroom attendant knows. And he comes up to you and is like, you need a breath mint? <laughs> You're like, uh... <laughs> that's got to be a super interesting job, the bathroom attendant. Yeah, there's got to be stories. I feel like the bathroom attendant is like the coach, like Burgess Meredith in Rocky. You know what I'm talking about? Like Totally. Like in your corner, because it's, it's your little time away from whatever the hell you're doing. So they got to be your coach. They got to be there for you, it seems like. And so I bet they hear a lot of fascinating stories about what people are dealing with on the playing field. I, I also like the idea of like, you know, those restaurants where the waiters are super snooty and they almost make you feel bad for not knowing something on their menu, even though they're waiters. I like the idea of a bathroom attendant like that who just like shames you for everything. He's just like, ew, I can't believe you're doing that in here. <laughs> Your shit stinks. You know, you're just like, what? Oh, uh, yeah, I would love that to have like a, like Michael Caine. In the Batman movies as your bathroom attendant. <laughs> what is what is that character's name? Who's who's Batman's dude? Alfred. Yeah, Alfred. Yeah. Like having an Alfred there. <laughs> I would like that. That would be a lot of fun. But I've definitely gone and blown it up when it's just me and the bathroom attendant. For sure. And they know. They know. They know the deal. They're not leaving. Nope. They smell shit all night long. Yeah, they must get sick a lot. Yeah, I do wonder about that. Can you... Like, you get sick from fecal matter, right? If, it's, if, you're, if you are diseased... Hmm. Like, isn't that a, how Ebola spreads? I, I mean, I think even if you have, like, a common cold to, to bring it way up, like, if you're defecating, then that's getting everywhere, and this person's cleaning that stuff constantly. And they're never, like... Well, they're not cleaning the toilets. I think they do. They, they take care of all that. Oh, I've never seen that. I mean, maybe. I've never seen that, though. Yeah, it's their job is to attend the bathroom. They're not just, like, handing out mints. They're, they're there to, like, make sure everything's good. <laughs> I don't know, though, because... All right, but if they're... <laughs> If the toilet is overflowing shit uh-huh. and they're on a busy night, I don't want that person to be cleaning up that mess and handing me mints. I'm sure you don't. I don't I just don't think that happens. They're there to attend that bathroom. I think, they, I think there's a different force. I think there's a different force that does that. There's the attendant force and there's the janitor force. We'll have to Google that. Yeah. I, 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 think, I think there's a thin line whenever the janitor steps in, but I think if you went in there and you blew up the bathroom... <laughs> Aside from the clog, if you just, like, shat all over the seat for some reason, peed on the floor, I think the attendant would take care of that. If I crap on the floor of a busy, busy night, do you think the attendant will clean the poop? I think so. I think so. I just feel as though... I don't think the janitor's there yet. I don't think the janitor's there until after. Well, I think they would call in the janitor for us. call him in. He's at I think home. they call him. <laughs> janitor's call not in. due until after the show. He ain't coming in early just for this. That's the attendant's job. It's his, his job to be attentive. I don't think so. I'm going to ask an attendant, though. Is that wrong to ask an attendant? I don't think so. 
I think it would be wrong, though, if I was like, listen, if I were to shit on this floor right now, would you have to clean it up? Seems condescending. <laughs> that would be pretty That would be pretty shitty, pardon it. Yeah. I th- yeah. I think that would come off as condescending. Well, on that note, do you want to take a break? Yeah. A bathroom break? Let's take a bathroom break. We'll be right back. answer is yes yes the bathroom attendant is supposed to keep the place clean uh i was looking at some websites and we were talking about uh specifically the website i was looking at was talking about nightclub bathroom attendants and uh there's a great line from the article that says that patrons are often annoyed that they don't sell illicit drugs (laughs) like come on man how come you don't have drugs for me uh so yeah they're responsible to clean up stuff in most cases i'm sure there are exceptions uh, depending on the size of the establishment, there might be a on-staff janitor. But do they close down the portion, like their attendant station, where they hand out all those little goodies? Do they close that down while they're cleaning up the shit, or do they run back and forth? Few things. Uh, in this article, it says that people do steal that stuff because a lot of the times the attendants themselves have to buy that stuff. Really. And they do that in order to get tips because they get paid minimum wage, and so they really depend on the tips. Right. And so, like, they talked about this guy. He bought an $85 uh, bottle of cologne, and a guy stole it. And so he was, like, was out $85, where that would have lasted, you know, a month or two, and it could have been good tips. Yeah. Um, The other thing is I've never been handed anything except for paper towels from a bathroom attendant. So, like, it's usually a grab-and-go situation in my instances. Are you ever handed mints or other things? Because you said handed. I'm only ever handed the paper towels, I gotta say. So I guess, you know, you'd have to grab your own paper towel. That person's plunging the toilet and cleaning up your vomit and shit and piss. <laughs> yeah, right. I guess we should all be thinking about that. Like, I guess I... But that's what I wonder. Like, all right, here's the scenario. <laughs> bathroom attendant is attending the bathroom, right? <laughs> Somebody comes As in. One would. <laughs> somebody comes in and they look at the bathroom attendant and they smile real big and they start shitting all over the floor. Floor. Jeez. Right? Okay. So bathroom attendant quick quick says to themselves, I better start working on this mess. And so they, they get to working on it. Meanwhile, somebody else comes in the bathroom. They use the bathroom, they wash their hands. Do you stop cleaning up all the poop to hand them a paper towel? No. Okay, it's one or the other. You're not. You're- I'm thinking about it this way. Like that's your domain, right? And your your goal is to make tips. Mm-hmm. And I think you're much more likely to make a tip if that shit is not still in there. You know, because everybody knows that shit's there. <laughs> yeah, it's on the floor. So, so you want that to be cleaned as soon as possible so that your tip ratio can go back up to maximum. <laughs> And so you get the shit cleaned up because I don't think if you like are covered in shit and there's shit on the floor and then you're like, here's a paper towel. That person is not going to stick around and give a tip. <laughs> but I do wonder, though, if, if you if you walk into the bathroom to go to, to, to use the toilet and you see the attendant furiously cleaning the floor, I wonder if you would feel bad not giving a tip because they're really getting in there. Maybe that's one of the games like 
even if they don't shit, they're just like, oh man, I gotta keep some something happening here, and you right. just like keep on. Uh, I wonder if that's part of the hustle. That could be part of the hustle. And at that point, you would go and steal all the cologne. <laughs> <laughs> steal the cologne. Oh man, some people, you know. Yeah, I don't get it. Anyways, I think I'm spineless. I think I would not question it because here's the reason. On the su- getting back to the subway scenario. I think that if I were to question them or shut them down immediately, the tension in the subway around me would make me feel weird. So I would just rather give in. It's bad. It's not good that I do that. But I, well, I haven't actually have not been in that scenario, so I don't know for sure. But I just feel as though I would just cave as to not make everybody else uncomfortable. Now you're saying definitively, like 100%. You can't think of... Because, I, again, I, I'm only saying, like, 10% of the people with the perfect scenario, you can't think of, you, you're definitively, like, you would not chance it at all. I don't think I would, because even if the person seemed totally spry and able to stand, I just, if I said no, that creates an awkward environment if they did ask for my seat. And if I started questioning them, that's an even more awkward environment. So I think... I would be so mad at them. I would be so mad at them for asking. But I bet I would spinelessly just stand because I don't want everybody else on the train to hate me. If it was just me and that person, then I would, you know, say, go fuck yourself. But if there's a busy train, I don't know. I just. Well, so, yeah, how about this? Yeah. I mean, you just said the answer, but I want to see again. So, like, let's say this subway train, for some reason, all the other seats were just painted. It's very clear that every seat is painted except for the seat that you're in. So we know all the other seats aren't available. It's just you and this one other person on the train. You would tell this person to go fuck themselves. No, I would get right in there with questions. I would question them. And you're talking a specific, you know, this is an old lady, you wouldn't. It'd be a certain no. type of person. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, like a young, anybody that seems spry to me and capable of standing on their own, I would, in that scenario, all mm-hmm. wet seats except for mine, I would definitely inquire about what's going on there. What and how? What would you say? I would say, listen, <laughs> I'm, no, I'm, I'm no doctor, but it seems to me that you're a healthy individual that can stand up on the subway. Now, I may be wrong, but I would like you to tell me why you need my seat. All right. I'd I get like right that. in there. In that scenario, yeah, I'd get right in there. Okay. I think. I'd say you don't need to be Hippocrates to see that you can stand up. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but if it were busy, I don't think I would. I think I would just make everybody else so uncomfortable. And I think putting other people out is also not good. So that anxiety of even the judgment is enough to say, no way. Not even, you're just going to give up that seat 100% of the time. Yeah, because other people are like, I assume like they're, there's probably a lot of tired people, and like the last thing they want is like be sitting next to a gathering storm, you know. And I, and it's shitty. I probably should like in that scenario, I probably should stand up for myself, but I just don't know that I would. I think there's a middle ground, and you know, I think that's totally cool. You just consider it in that scenario. I think you might be hyper considerate. I don't think that people would hate you as much as you think, but at the same time, I've out of totally been in situations where you're just like. Don't egg that person on. But I've also been in other scenarios where you're like, punch that bitch in the face. 
Yeah, yeah. well, it's just so hard. It's a going back to that Candy Crush thing. That guy was playing the game loudly. Everybody was so annoyed. You could just tell people were annoyed. They were looking at him. And this woman got right in there, and we all hated that lady so much. Which is funny. Nobody, every, nobody backed her up. No, of course not. It's very annoying. Because hmm. it just started an argument. Hmm. Interesting. I would have had your back, lady. I would have had your back. I guess what I'm wondering is, is, is it worth starting the argument? You know, because you don't know if it's going to be an argument or not. It's like playing poker. Yeah, totally. Like if you say no, they could get right in there and re-up, and then everybody hates you for sure. And which I think comes down to all the questions that we could ask, because there's like so many factors, and like you can even tell the temperature. I don't mean temperature as in weather, but like you can tell the temperature as far as like people's temperament on the train. You can feel that energy when there's going to be an argument. You can feel it when there's not. It's a palpable thing, that energy of the crowd. and uh, Totally. Yeah, and you're locked into a... You're locked in. You're locked in with these people for at least five minutes, maybe 15, depending on which stop you're going to. So it's an interesting scenario to to want to create conflict or, like you said, roll those dice. Right. There's a good, there's a good amount of time to marinate in whatever decision you make. And that's why I just think I'm such an avoider of conflict. So you would not roll the dice. You would not play to win. I don't think so. Not in a busy subway. Definitely, definitely if there were seats available. If there were other seats available, I would certainly get in there. But if there were no seats available and they asked me for some reason, I would feel very unlucky and I would be sad and I would probably stand up. Right on. That's the worst. I'm like a worm. I know that I, I haven't lived in the city for quite some time, but I would give up my seat just being observant. I wouldn't even have to be asked sometimes. You know, well, you of course, see, if, you see, if you see somebody hobbling around, if Igor gets on the train yeah. and it's a busy train, you know, you, you offer him the seat. Yeah. Oh, here's a question now. You're sitting in a seat on one end of the subway. You see Igor come in on the other end and people aren't getting up, but it's a very busy, very busy train. Would you be like, hey, Igor, take my seat? Or, or like, is there just a certain... There's a, is there a certain responsibility to those around Igor to give them the seat? I think it depends on how far. Like, of course, it can't be, like, end-to-end because they just wouldn't see you. But if it's, like, a noticeable distance, let's say I'm on the end and we're talking middle doors. There's usually three sets of doors on the subway, if I'm remembering correctly. So if, like, Igor came in from center set, looking around, nobody's getting the attention, I would stand up, try to make eye contact because you don't say stuff on the subway. Right. You make eye contact. You know, it's all physical stuff. Unless you're being an asshole like that lady was, even though she was right. Then I would, I would like wave <laughs> Igor on, let them sit there. And then I would give like, I would stare daggers at everybody in that section who didn't give the seat up. And they would all feel guilty because they're all wrong and they're assholes. I don't, yeah, everybody would hate you. I don't think so. I think, I think those people would hate themselves and they would hate me. But then like the people in my section would hate those people, even though... They're taking credit for my altruism in that instance. And then the people on the far end of the bus or train, they're like, whatever, we don't have nothing to do with this shit. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but I bet people could also think that you're being overly righteous. Totally. Constantly. That's my job. But that also is not right. That could be wrong. Guess we'll never know. That's right. That's the thing. Going back to the parking lot thing, that's the thing. You never know. Well, different argument, but we'll, we'll, that'll be for another episode. Okay, great. I would love to talk about that on another episode. All right. Well, I think we've uh, we've kind of gotten to the bottom of what we would do, I guess. Yeah, we don't really know. It's too many factors, but... A lot of factors, but I think generally I would just cave as to not make other people uncomfortable. 
And me, sometimes. I would sometimes, I would most of the time cave, sometimes stand up for myself. Yeah, I'd be so sometimes not to stand see up. that scenario. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit down for myself. <laughs> uh, all right, well, this has been another episode of Let Me Ask You a Question. Call in, tell us what you would do at 929-352-6173. Uh, send us an email, let me ask you a question, podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Insta or Twitter at Lamayak Pod and go to moot.tv and buy all the swag and donate to our coffee account and listen to the other podcasts. That would be wonderful. Spread that love around. And uh, what else we got? Uh, the donate button is now fixed too on the website. So if you are on moot.tv, that's a website where we host our, our wonderful podcast, you'll notice a red donate button that will bring you to whatever our current donation platform is, which as Anthony said, is coffee.com. Also, listen to back episodes of White Wasabi. Kyle Mocha won't shut up. And we will have a new podcast, hopefully right around the time of this release. Possibly not. Maybe we're jinxing ourselves. I know they recorded their first one the other night. It's called Animal Fan Club. Animal Fan Club with producer Meredith. So uh, please listen to that. Spread the Moot.TV love. Uh, also, just thank you for your continued, continued listenership. We know you've been with us for a long time, and we appreciate it. We do this for us, but we do it for you. So thanks. Years now. Three years. Uh, also, for me personally, check out WeAreAllSpies.com or at WeAreAllSpies on any of your social media to check out some of my artwork. Uh, I have a few different projects, but that's the one that is really cool and titties. And titus. Uh, all right, everybody. It's been a lot of fun. We'll miss you until next time. This is Let Me Ask You a Question. Mood.tv. But what if you don't know how to help a choking victim? <laughs>